Guys, what is going on? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. Today I'm joined by Mr. Jared Mayo, Hydroman Ran, and Darren Michael. Today we have a really special episode planned for you guys, and it's simply titled, What Do You Think About? And the basic premise of this show is just me asking my three guests what they think about random topics. Mostly comic book movie related, but we will venture out just a bit just to have a little bit of fun here. We'll start off with Jared because I think this is going to be really funny. Jared, what do you think about the villain from Superman 4, the quest for peace, Nuclear Man? I remember watching it in college with my roommate, Eric, and it was just a horror show. It was just, I didn't know what this was that we rented from family video, but I never want to watch it again. Oh, wow. You actually paid for it? It just wasn't on TV or something? No, no. Oh, wow. We had a little TV. We sat it on a chair and we watched it from our bunk beds. Good times. And your life was never the same. No, I mean, I still, it's burned into me. I don't remember anything I did yesterday, but I remember watching that. Hydra Man Ram, what do you think about Nuclear Man from Superman 4? As a kid, that was one of the only comic book movies we had. So it was no Superman 3 with Richard Pryor, which was, uh, you know, the Dark Knight uh, compared to, compared to Superman Four, but um, I uh, yeah no I mean as a kid I loved it. It's uh, definitely a cheap canon film when I watch it today. It's so bad. Luther's nephew. Oh, that's just so bad. Oh, Lenny. But yeah, yeah. Nuclear Man's a, a pathetic, pathetic villain. How yeah. dare you, Hydra Man? Yeah, Darren Michael, what do you think about Nuclear Man? Say yeah. So uh, just to clarify, is this the one where Lex Luthor breaks in and like uh, they're in some museum and it's a piece of Superman's hair holding like a three thousand pound or a one ton <laughs> ball or something? And then, yeah. well, first off, how did Gene hack? How they get Gene Hackman back for this? Like, uh, that's and, a really uh, good question. He cuts it with like bolt cutters or some like. Uh, and Superman's and unbreakable hair gets okay, cut. Sorry, I'm getting off on the tangent like we just talked about. Uh, but no, uh, so yeah, that's what the they cloned. That nuclear man came from Superman's piece of hair. You need to know about that movie right there. <laughs> you know, I'll just keep it brief, but I will say that growing up, my mom had that recorded on a VHS, and we didn't have much at the time. We had that, the first couple Batman films, Batman Returns and, you know, Batman 89 and the first Superman film and the second. I never watched the third until like really later in life. But that film holds a special place in my heart because it was one of the first superhero films that I can remember watching thousands of times as a kid. And, you know, at the time in the early 90s, I mean, seeing Superman face off with an equally powered being was kind of a big deal to me. But, you know, yeah, when you go back and watch those films, they're terrible. Anyway, next one. And we'll start off with Mr. Darren. Oh, no. Darren, Darren, what do you think about DC Comics and films? Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, obviously I'm the uh, I'm one of the Marvel guys and all that. Uh, but, no, I do enjoy DC. I don't follow it, uh, follow it like I do Marvel. I am certainly uh, well-versed in it more than most. I would, I mean, like, compared to your average Joe Schmo across the street, I still know what I'm talking about, but to a degree in books and uh, the movies. I actually like some of the oh, – man – get in trouble for this uh some of the dc movies better than the marvel ones uh, j- uh mainly uh anything snyder's involved with i just i i really i mean i the justice league cut for me or the snyder cut uh, i was like wow and it's so long but i was just like it's just really good i mean it's very stylized and different 
from what we see in Marvel, Zack Snyder's a good director, especially when it comes to the action stuff. But not only that, he knows how to do the drama, too. And he, I think he gets kind of like, a lot of people don't recognize that or hype that up as much as like, you know, they're always like, oh, he's so stylish with the acting and all that. But like everybody, he, and he casts very well. That's another thing about him. He casts very well who's going to play his characters. With the exception um, of Lex Luthor. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We we don't know yet. Like uh, I'll give him the benefit of the day. He's young. He could get older and be a cool Lex Luthor, but uh, he's kind of a jerk in real life. I heard or seen in YouTube videos with interviews and whatnot. But yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like uh, Marvel's my jam. It always will be my jam. But I respect. I mean, Batman's one of my favorite characters of all time, by far. Uh, I like the Green Lantern a lot. Heck yeah! What do you think, Hydra Man? Not against him at all. You know, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's version last year, really loved it. I thought it was great. I loved uh, Jared did too, I heard. I love the Peacemaker. I think Peacemaker is one of my favorite shows from this year so far. Yes. I mean, you it, know was, what? Honestly, it was excellent. Peacemaker is better than anything that's on Disney Plus right now, as far as Marvel. As far I as think it's show. better than, I mean, unless we're talking like Yellowstone, I think it's better than most television <laughs> shows for me. I mean, like, I, I just. Oh, I Yellowstone's so good, yeah. In terms of the comics, I'm, I'm mainly a Marvel guy, but I've been reading. I've, I've never turned down a DC comic if I had the chance to read it. One of my favorite, my second favorite non-Marvel character is Grifter, who they they picked up a few years ago. Really love that character. Um, the other one is Hellboy. So, yeah. So I'm a Dark Horse guy, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, yeah. DC Comics, I really got back into them with New Fifty Two. In fact, because um, yes, because because my big issue was always the lack of continuity. So being able to actually pick up and and read something fresh and not have to have the continuity baggage or not understanding it, you know, which I'm sure scared a lot of people off from Marvel for years. So yeah, I'm I'm not against them at all. And they made Aquaman cool again. <laughs> Jared, no, Peter David did that when he cut his hand off. Or got his hand bitten off by piranhas. That was, that was a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, what do you think about DC Comics and films? Yeah, I think I get a bad rap here, and I think I'm just misunderstood. Yeah. I, uh, I don't it. care for the DC characters. I think that's what the biggest thing is for me, is that I never found them relatable. I couldn't relate to Superman and Wonder Woman and, and Greenland, like these characters that are they're almost invincible. Whereas the Marvel characters were much more down to earth. They, you know, Hulk struggled with anger and, and Steve was a man out of time. And Peter Parker had girl problems and homework problems. Like they were just always more relatable uh, with the Marvel characters, DC comics. Yeah. But I mean, Marvel comics right now, they stink too. So really comics as a whole, they're just, <laughs> yeah. they're just kind of in a rough spot um, with where they are. The movies I've, you know, I grew up with uh, the Batman 89. I can probably quote large sections of that. Same with Batman Returns. Loved those movies growing up. I, I'm just, I'm hoping that James Gunn maybe can write this ship the correct way. Because for every good DC movie, there's 10 good Marvel ones. And then there's like 10 terrible DC ones. And I just, you know, I don't, I didn't get into the Snyder Cut. I really tried. I gave my four hours on the couch Watching it like this, begrudgingly trying to. But I will say, to finish it off, that when a, a DC movie is successful, it's good for all comic book movies. So I don't want them to... I've, I've never been like, I hope that Flash doesn't make any money. I don't know how it will make any money, but I just, I've just i never been like that. I, I want Black Adam to be successful and 
Suicide Squad because it's good for the medium as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see DC be successful than Sony. Uh, what they're trying to do with all the Spider-Man universe junk. I agree. Like, seriously, like, like you what know they're what doing there. What they're doing there to Spider-Man's characters as villains and everything, like Craven, a whole movie. Seriously, really, you're gonna have Quicksilver playing to boot? Come Hell on, more, like this is ridiculous. Like, ugh. they're making a movie about uh, Madam Web, uh, and initially well, I was uh, not excited about that, like in the least, but. I've heard the plot details a bit, and it's going to be kind of Terminator-ish, where they send someone back in time, and the it sounds a lot more interesting now. I, I'm just going to say that I'm going to go into that, like I always try to do, with a cl- clean slate, haven't made my mind up one way or the other yet, and just give it a chance. But, so they're just going to replicate the uh, Terminator and call it Madam Web, basically? <laughs> no, it's just they've taken a lot of inspiration from Terminator. Kind of like, uh, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, they've just taken the name from the comic book and ignored all the continuity and everything about the character and everything like <laughs> that. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. So it's funny that Jared mentions the character flaws with DC characters. I do agree to an extent. And it's almost like in the films, like, for example, Man of Steel, when they try to give these characters flaws, a lot of the fans push back a lot, like because they want Superman to just be this happy-go-lucky Boy Scout all the time, you know. And I understand that that's his character in the comics. He's kind of the Captain America type character, but it is really interesting to see those characters go through real struggles and have to make very tough decisions. And that's what I really enjoyed about about Man of Steel, and that's why I like it. But a lot of fans didn't like it because of Superman having to kill the villain at the end of the film, and there was just a lot of dark. You know, it was a very dark and gritty film, and he had to make a lot of tough choices. I digress. Personally, the DC Comics, I same way with the Marvel Comics. I'm not a huge reader, but I like to read both. When it comes to the films, I'll agree with Darren, but even take it up a notch and say that there's almost, because you have to remember Sony and Fox. So for every Marvel movie, I would say there's almost a, a, a DC movie that's just as good. If you're counting Sony and Fox. Now, if you take away the Sony and Fox films, it's a different story. I'll give Jared that. All the MCU films, with the exception of five or six, are great in that really, really good category. Now, the DC films, not so much. But like I said, if you mix in that uh, the Fox films and the Sony films into that you know, batter with the MCU films, then yes. Wait, are you saying if you mix the Sony and the Fox films into the MCU that... Wait, where are you getting at with this? Dark Phoenix and Morbius are worse than any DCU film. That's what he's saying. <laughs> well, he's yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Well, we and he's that. absolutely there's still correct. a lot of good stuff going on with some of them Fox, some of those Fox and Sony movies, though. Yeah. Don't forget about Wolverine, uh, Wolverine, X Men Origins, and you know all those types. Hey, of movies. that movie is so bad, it's good. Don't give that one. That one's fun. <laughs> that one, that is a fun bad movie. Yeah, that's okay. like the original uh, Justice yeah. League cut. It's so bad, a... it's good. A can of RC Cola in a hot pocket and watch a Wolverine Origins. You're going to be living the dream on a Saturday night. Yeah, so, I still have the bootleg cut without the special effects in it. Love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this one we're going to start out with Jared uh, for obvious oh. reasons. Whitney Houston versus Tina Turner in a sing off. Who wins? And then in oh. an actual fist fight, who wins? Oh, well, I mean, like Whitney Houston's voice, like that's like once in a generation. You can't. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. You know, she's just amazing with her vocals. You know, that is like, she sings like an angel. This is pre cocaine. You know, she could just 
hold a note forever. You know, I remember in 93, her, Mariah Carey, and Tina were all no- nominated for Best Pop Vocal on the Grammys. Like, well, Tina has no chance. <laughs> Whitney Houston sure. won for I Will Always Love You. Like, how can you even compare? Yeah. Now, in a fist fight, Tina's going to snatch that weave. Tina's going <laughs> to snatch that weave. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the heels and the legs. I can't believe you're saying that you think Whitney Houston is better than Tina Turner, Jared. That's almost sacrilegious for you. You said vocals, singing wise. Yeah. Who who could tell me a singer that can out sing Whitney Houston? Freddie Mercury. Not I will always love you. Freddie Mercury cannot put down I will always love. I mean that song is just. And then other people try and sing it, and I'm just no. But I mean Tina in a street fight, she had Ike. She took Ike down. She's got legs. Whitney's Whitney's uh getting that weave snatched. <laughs> What'd you think, Hydro Man? Um, <laughs> I can't believe yeah, I'm gonna I gotta agree with talk about agree with Jerry. I think uh, yeah, Tina. I think <laughs> Tina is definitely a better performer, and I would a hundred times prefer to listen to her music. I have I have a couple of her records. I'm not I'm not interested in Whitney Houston, Houston's music at all. It never really attracted me, but she is just a, a better singer. I mean, she's a better vocalist. In a fight, you know, I I think even at her age, Tina Turner could beat up a corpse. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Tina Turner. So, yeah. What you think, Darren? Oh, wow. So much. <laughs> Whitney, amazing singer. She's her uh, rendition of the national anthem at that one Super Bowl was amazing, uh, and it's considered to be the best, I think, uh, by uh, people online that talk a lot. But when it comes just from a purely like uh, performance standpoint, and then I mean, Tina Turner's kind of ripped, <laughs> like <laughs> in some of the videos I've seen, like she's got a uh, heart and spirit, a little bit more heart and spirit, I think, in her performances than what uh, Whitney had for whatever reason. Sure, she was a great singer and amazing. One of the best. Like, how do you compare that? But uh, Tina can work it. There, I said it. She can, I mean, she's a performer. I think that uh, Whitney Houston could out-sing Tina Turner in her sleep. Anyway, guys, we'll move on to that. We all agreed with you on that aspect. Yeah. That's what makes me so upset about this. I wanted to piss off Jared, but... That's not going to (laughs) work. I'm an honest man, Jonathan. If the the question was like Hydra Man Rand said, if it was performance, oh my God. I mean, she's 70 years old on this crane running around with no handles, like jumping and swinging from the ground, like nobody. Michael Jackson could not outperform Tina Turner. Even wow. Mel Gibson was terrified of her in Thunderdome. Yeah, anti-entity is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Who would you cast? Who would you cast in a uh, Tina Turner bio biopic, Jared, to play Tina Turner? Oh, Angela Bassett again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she still looks the same. That movie came out in '93, and then I see Black Panther, and I'm like, she looks the same. Her arms. Jennifer saw her arms on the, yeah. on the show, and it was like. I want shoulders like that. Can Muscle by Mayo give me shoulders like that? It's like, right. I want shoulders like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I'm going to say it right now. If I can fan cast Storm, I'm telling you this now, Jared, and we can't do it now, it would have been her. It would have absolutely been Angela Bassett as Storm. Yeah, but she's a little old now, guys. I mean, she's not no, going to be no, able she to. she can still pull it off. If, like, no. No, if we could fan cast Storm, it would be Tina Turner because she was an actress. 
She would have been an oh, amazing storm. Point, yeah. She could pull it off too. Of course, Angela Bassett could probably actually do an African accent, unlike oh, unlike Halle Berry. And I don't know if Tina Turner can. But here's an interesting question: Do you think we'll start off with Darren? Do you think that Disney are the best possible owners for Marvel? No, well, hold on. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, as a corporation, from a business standpoint, they have the money and power to do it. But when it comes to any business or corporation, it's how you direct that business or corporation. And I think that's wherein lies the issue. I don't think it's like any singular focus of why uh, some things are getting a little off track with Marvel when it comes to uh, Disney. I just think that there's just with the basis of like uh, what we see in the news and the media and cultural and the stuff we see on social media all the time those employees are going to have different views. So it's going to be a conflicting environment at how uh, they're deciding on some of our properties. And that's why we see like, why is there this little uh, woke slide in thing here? Or like, uh, or, you know, yada, yada, or like, Oh, there's too many females suddenly show you. Know, they're just trying to, uh, that's my issue. I'll leave it at that. The best company to run Marvel would be Marvel. Any large corporation I think is their only concern is the bottom line at the end of the day and especially for disney marvel is a bottom line right it's one of the tentacles in, the, in their octopus so i th i think a smaller company like just marvel by itself would probably handle marvel better because it wouldn't be of course they're concerned about profit of course they want to be profitable and, and stay afloat but less heads that you have to approve everything through i think would make better art at the end of the day because ultimately that is what they're trying to do is create art i think a less corporate and a less capitalistic expectation not that i'm an anti-capitalist I, I think that would be better for the art that they're making wow hydroman ran said exactly what was on my mind i i don't know how to i guess i'll just jump into the history of you know you look at iron man hulk that was marvel doing their own thing nobody's yeah. telling them what to do not only and did Iron they... Man two as well though. Don't forget that was yeah. that was still that absolutely era. still a good movie. What what really surprised me is that they went for both at the same time. They're like, let's film Iron Man and Hulk, and let's just let's just go for it. Let's see what yeah. happens. And they went for it, and they got one that is a classic, and one that isn't so much. And then they did Even... follow up with Iron Man two, and but then they had Thor, and Thor is one of my favorites. And then they had Captain America. I mean, they did the whole phase one before the House of Mouse ever showed up. It really, you can't say that Disney was technically involved in the first Avengers film because they didn't really buy them until 2012, which is when it released. Right? right, right. So they did the whole thing on their own. So if they would have just held on a little bit longer and said, no, I don't think we're going to be for sale. We're not going to be for $4 billion. We've got this good thing going. Let's see what's happened. Because Disney has made over $40 billion just on the movies the cinematic part that doesn't even count you know action figures and comic books and and t-shirts and all that stuff if they would have just held on they could have had that success and not needed disney to come in i'm with i'm with hydroman ran marvel is a tentacle star wars is a tentacle like they've got their tentacles and and marvel is a cog right now i agree with you guys i think marvel should run marvel but when Marvel was running Marvel in the 90s with the comics, what happened? Very good point. And Bankruptcy. what happened to all the artists in the early 90s? They went over, left, and then we get spawned. They got screwed. <laughs> they didn't know how to run a business, unfortunately. That's just a fact of it. Right. And now once they get going with the studio properties uh, prior to 2012, 
with their uh, movies and everything, uh, they were doing great. And then they're like, all right, we got to expand. We got to do a, make a smart business move. It's just, I mean, this could be argued across. Uh, I mean, I get it. I would rather have Marvel and the art and everything's just that focused and stuff, but like all the money and everything they're bringing in, but that's a testament to people actually liking the Marvel characters. And yeah, for the most part, charge Marvel realizing they need to expand their resources, and it's again, it's easy to say, okay, corporations, businesses, and things like that, but they're making it happen. They're making it. all I wanted when I grow when I was growing up was to actually see a Marvel movie with a live person. That's and I remember something leaked about James, uh, James Cameron writing a Spider Man script. You guys remember that? Like, he, there's a whole script, Leo and DiCaprio. I was like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And then finally, when I saw the first trailer for Spider Man, I was like, this is awesome. I agree. It's important to stay true to your roots and everything. Man, the problem is Disney's making some terrible decisions. That's my only issue with them. They have the capabilities to do it right, and I've said Currently. that in past videos. But, like, yep. uh, that's my concern. It's not necessarily yeah. how much money they're making or anything. It's how they're doing it. I, I remember watching White Fang as a little kid. Or I wasn't a little kid. Mm-hmm. I was, like, at 9 or 10 years old on VHS. And the trailer before it was a teaser for uh, the Fantastic Four, Roger Corbett. Oh, yep. I and I search, I search for that until college to find it, and that because that's how desperate I was for a Marvel Roger Corman uh, comic book movie, because there was the Captain America one that um, I think Canon did. I'm not sure who did it. it it's actually uh, uh, the the director of it just died. Um, yeah. Who, who, did, who did the the Captain America movie? I was desperate for a Marvel movie because uh, before Fantastic Four, it was. Gen Generation X, uh, made for TV movie, and it was the Nick Fury movie, uh, which you y'all have already talked about. So, yeah, yeah but, but like, yeah. how fun was that for us when we were kids? Even though we look back on it now, how fun was that to see that stuff? And we, uh, you know, we just did that post the other day oh, yeah. on the M6P about the uh, Hulk movies back in the day and stuff. That was yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah. With, uh, J.D. Salinger. Was it J.D. Salinger? Is that his son? Right? Mm-hmm. Played Captain yeah, America? Matt, Matt yeah. Salinger. Yeah. Well, I also think, so- too, that the the Marvel from the, <laughs> the 90s that went bankrupt is very different from the Marvel of 10 years later. Because, I mean, they went bankrupt yeah. in 98. Yeah. So 10 years later, the Marvel of 2008, I really feel like they corrected that ship. They were going in the right direction. They had books like Civil War and and Secret Invasion and all that stuff like had propelled the comic book industry. Then to give the the backers, the financers, to say, okay, let's do these movies, and they were in the right direction. I mean, we can always play Monday, you know, Monday quarterback. I'm I'm with Kevin. Like I just feel like they didn't need to sell when they did. I think it's a double edged sword. And no matter what, us fans are never going to be truly happy. And we're always going to complain, you know. But, yes, I think everyone has a great point here. I mean, you do have the the corporate mindset that you have now currently with Disney, Marvel, right? That agenda gets put way ahead of everything else, like the things that us nerdy kids want, you know. But at at the end of the day, like, I can't remember who alluded to this. Maybe it was Darren. But at the end of the day, they were not great at running a business, obviously. I mean, you know, Marvel was on the verge of bankruptcy. That's why, to this day, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. And I just absolutely yeah. hate that. <laughs> For the longest time, the Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, even Blade, you know, all these characters, their rights were tied up with other studios. Finally, Marvel and Disney have acquired most all of them, except for that one Infinity Stone that's probably the most important, and that's Spider-Man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day they'll buy a Sony like they recently bought Fox. Well, Sony, hey, no. Did they have, no, did no, they have the right just to actually make a Namor movie now? No, no they, that's the first solo Namor movie. Okay, same with uh, same with Incredible Hulk, right? They still don't have the rights Distri- to that. Distribution okay. rights. They right. can put Universal it in their film. Rights, right? Yeah. Yeah, but just for distribution. So if they make a solo Hulk film or a solo Namor film, they have to let Universal distribute it and bring in all the dough. Yeah. And that's um, why we haven't seen a Universal movie from about either of those. Yeah. Which is crazy, too, because Disney owns the world. They could easily buy the properties of both of those, and well, they're just not. They don't well, make the price for that. Yeah, Universal. Yeah, Universal's yeah. like, you know what? They're, they're probably saying something crazy, like, give us a couple billion dollars, and sure, we'll give you the distribution. Oh, right sure. Now. And I, but I'm saying Disney could afford it. They're just like, ah, eh, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're gonna they, Universal has it. all that bros money, right? That just came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, guys. So, hey, thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode. Don't forget to check out M6P Mayo and M6P Darren at the M6P.com and on YouTube at the M6P. And also, Hydroman Ran has a new YouTube show that he would love to tell you about. Yeah, it's uh, Hydro Man Ran. Search for it on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if the first episode will be up by the time this is yeah. up, but yeah. uh, my cousin and I are talking about movies and video games, one of each per episode. So uh, check us out. See if uh, see, we'll, we'll get better. We promise. Thanks so much for joining me once again. It's always a pleasure, gentlemen. And until next time, have a great day.